Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. And today, I got to tell you, I'm really excited about this interview. We are talking with Robert Hartline. He went from selling cell phones from the trunk of his car in college in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, to building a chain of 61 wireless stores called Absolute Wireless. He's built a company, a software company called Callproof, uh, Dang It Repair, which is a phone repair business with eight locations, and Hitch, a carpooling service, which launched in September of 2017. Uh, Robert is, I think, the uh, epitome of a serial entrepreneur. He's built multiple businesses that now generate over $100 million for him in total revenue. He lives with his wife and two young boys, half the year in Nashville and the other half in Costa Rica. Um, and haven't been to Costa Rica, Robert. I'm a little bit jealous. I'd love to get back down there more. Um, I want to welcome you to the Unstoppable CEO, and you've done lots and lots of things. And I know today we're going to focus on talking about your newest business, Shift Your Time, which I think will benefit everybody listening tremendously. Welcome to the show. Steve, hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. We're going to have fun today. I think uh, some of the things that that I know that that you'll touch on having uh, ha- having now seen a lot of of uh, your ideas. I think are really going to help the people who are listening. But before we get into all that, can you give everybody a little bit of context beyond the bio for how you kind of got to this stage of your career? Yeah, man. I was you know uh, in college. I decided that um, I wanted to supplement my income while I was going to school. I thought I was going to be in the music business, hence coming into Nashville. And I didn't like country music and I don't play guitar. So I just totally didn't really fit. And so I decided that uh, um, there was a job posting to sell phones door to door. And to be frank with you, Steve, I was flat broke and uh, wanted to supplement uh, some income while I was in school. And uh, it was my first venture into selling door to door sales. And that's kind of kind of how I got started. I never intended to be in the wireless business. It wasn't a business I, I sought out and uh, decided to be in, but um, I, I learned uh, that yeah, although I was shy, I'm, a, I'm definitely an introvert, uh, I learned that I could uh, be outside my comfort zone and talk to strangers. And uh, that's, that's how the business started. Well, that, you know, it's so funny. I, you know, I talked to I don't know. I think we've interviewed almost 90 entrepreneurs at this stage. And the number of people that have started in some kind of direct sales role like that, where they're, you know, belly to belly with people very early in life. Uh, it's really, um, really amazing to see that. I know uh, I had that experience in high school even um, and, uh, and all through college. I think that's key. It gets you out of, it gets you out of a comfort zone, as you say, and gets you to a point where, um, you know, you're, you're, you're sort of do or die and you quickly find out if you can do. Oh yeah. I mean, it was funny. It it was, the the universe was working for me at the moment because when I was uh, started to sell door to door, uh, I had kind of limited success. I had a a great sales manager, Rob Toso. He was just fantastic with me, helping me kind of get over some of my fears but I'll never forget, it was a Saturday, about uh, two weeks after I had started selling door to door. I was at my house. I hear a knock on the door, and I'm like, okay, I'm not sure who it was. So I answer the door, and there's a guy holding a drill, and 
in, in one hand, he has a peephole. And he goes, if I can't put this peephole in your door in less than 30 seconds, it's free. It's $20 for the peephole. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking you can go out and buy this peephole and get you and do this yourself. The peephole is only $1.50 at Home Depot. And I was thinking the same thing. He gave me the objection right away. But he said, the drill bit is $30. And I've messed up 20 doors trying to do this. And I was like, all right. And I'm thinking to myself, I wouldn't even answer the door had I known it was somebody soliciting something. And sure enough, he puts in the door less than 30 seconds. I watched him do four other homes in my neighborhood, and he drove away in a brand new 1993 Toyota Supra. And it was that moment that I was like, this sales gig is kind of cool. And um, so that, that's that he was, you know, the right time, right place for the inspiration for me to know to stay with it. That's great. So you, you've gone on from there and you've built now a whole kind of suite of businesses. Um, give us a little snapshot into that, the, the evolution that I know from, from watching one of your, your presentations on YouTube that you've had really tremendous growth in a short amount of time. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so we, uh, for the, you know, the last two years, uh, we've been the fastest growing business in Nashville, Tennessee in the last two years. And um, uh, part of that was uh, a, a lot of focus, focused energy, and uh, building our core values some, some years ago and really being focused on that. We've done some acquisitions. Um, and uh, what I'll talk a little bit later about is we've changed the way we've communicated with our, with, with our team members. But uh, you know, really, I'm a believer that we as uh, CEOs, sales leaders, or business leaders, we have to be absolutely focused on inspiring our team to win instead of willing what we want them to do on them. People do not do very well when we impose our will on others to get things done, but you can get people to make and take action when you inspire them to do it. And so that's what we're trying to be focused on with, with our organizations. Well, I know you've had tremendous success uh, here, particularly the last few years. I'm sure it probably wasn't all rosy and it wasn't a straight upward, you know, trajectory. There had to be things along the way that didn't work as you pl had planned and, and uh, were maybe a little bit challenging. What have you learned over the years that has helped you kind of push through those difficult times? Uh, well, you know, I'll give you an example of, of uh, something that happened to me last year. So last year I acquired 19 locations in, in Alabama and Atlanta. And uh, it was right at the moment when my wife and I had decided that we were going to take the family, we're going to move to Costa Rica for six months, and I was going to work on an online course. That was my game plan. And I had everything lined up. Uh, do the sale of, of the buy, buy these new 19 locations. Uh, the very next month, I land in uh, Costa Rica. I, I, had a, I had three goals. I was going to learn to speak Spanish. I was going to learn to surf. And I was going to do this online course. I land. I'm there a week. And I, I, I get a break-in in one of my locations. And they stole every phone in the store. And uh, it was uh, – it hurt. Now, although I had insurance, so everything is good, right? Well, that next weekend, 
the store right down the street, the exact same thing happens. And uh, I'm like, holy snikers, this is awful. And so literally it became a 911. I needed to change what we did in terms of our security. I hadn't, I hadn't up to that point did not have any loss prevention department, any protection. I don't know if anybody out there listening, if you have a business alarm system, it does not work. Organized crim criminals, what they do is they break into the business next door. They cut a hole in the drywall. They find out where your alarm is and they um, destroy it within 60 seconds. And your alarm company, I don't care who you have, ADT, whoever, the alarm is irrelevant. So um, Mr. Hartline here had to go on this, this journey to figure out how do I solve this problem? You know, how do I tackle this problem like a scientist? And I literally uh, spent the next six months building a loss prevention team. I literally have people that watch our stores 24 seven. In the daytime, in the nighttime, I literally have people watching it. We've, we've actually prevented three professional uh, hits as a result um, of it. So, I mean, you know, the answer to your question, you got to be willing to attack a problem with tenacity uh, when you have it. You know, one of the things I always tend to do is when we have a problem in our business, I, I treat the problem like, okay, is this problem going to reoccur? And I don't want to solve that problem. I'm not, I'm very disinterested in solving situations. I'm, I'm interested in solving problems that reoccur. Reoccurring problems will spin your head crazy and you got to solve them. So uh, one of the things I tend to do is when something goes wrong, I ask myself, well, if it's going to happen again, we got to prevent it. Yeah. I, and tough, tough thing to deal with. Um, particularly when you're dealing with, uh, very skilled and organized criminals, but uh, I mean, it sounds like you you just went after it, and like you say, built that team. Um, how have you applied that in in other areas? I mean, I mean, it, certainly when you've got that kind of loss, it's a big deal. But when you've come across problems that maybe didn't uh, didn't feel as painful right off the bat. Well, you know, uh, it, typically, um, it, it's funny. Uh, I, I'm, I live in a world where um, um, the data can tell so much. And, you know, just give an example what a lot of people out there would, would probably relate to. When you have a sales team and you have sales data, you know, um, there's simple tricks that you can do in your organization to find out who's bought in or not. And um, the data will tell you. And sometimes the absence of action in the data, meaning let's think for a moment, I had 10 salespeople and let's say I sent 10 salespeople the sales numbers for the day. And if you had the right technology and you knew who was clicking on those numbers, you could make assumption, an assumption just like this. He who doesn't click on the sales data doesn't care. And selling involves that you have to care. You have to have motivation and drive. If you don't even bother to see where you are statistically, then you aren't bought in. And so um, there's little tells that we have with data that you can easily find if your team is engaged. You know, what they say is, you know, you got three types of employees, the engaged person, right? 
the disengaged and then the actively disengaged. And the only difference between actively disengaged is they're actually trying to get others to join their disengagement. And it's our job to figure out who's engaged and who isn't, and then help those that maybe have lost focus or lost their energy, or maybe they got something that they're upset with the company that just haven't told anybody about. But it's our mission as leaders to uncover and help those people find their way. Have you had success doing that? I, I you know, I with with all the people that I've employed over the years, I've found that you know you can't help everybody. Uh, there's got to be this willingness on the part of of the other person to at least want to meet you in the middle. And in many cases, it, they they've got to have a desire to sort of change their their thinking and their behavior to be able to be successful in in that environment. Um, I think it's sometimes very very difficult to do that. And and uh, I'm curious how you've been able to to accomplish that. Well, there's a couple of things that, that, that tend to happen. And, you know, as leaders, we are little drug dealers. That's what we are. I mean, we are literally drug dealers because when you give someone an attaboy for doing something good, you're releasing a dopamine rush inside of their brain. The dopamine rush is to do it again hormone. And if you have someone underperforming, what I teach my team is find something minuscule. Did they, did they iron their shirt? I mean, start as, as simple as you can. You need them to have little bitty wins. And if you have someone that's actively disengaged and maybe they're trained on the product, they know what to do, but they've become disillusioned or they become bored. And sometimes uh, boredom is a result of not, you not giving them big enough projects, you not giving them big enough goals. Um, and when people get bored, they lose the intrinsic motivation to actually act. And so what I tell people, when you have actively disengaged people, give them small little wins so they can get some little dopamine rushes and build up on that. Uh, but ultimately, what you want to either do is push them up or push them out. Either which way, you win. If they leave, you win. If they stay, you win. Uh, but if you have to get somebody new, you're going to hopefully win as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great advice. And, and I think it simplifies how to deal with those situations for everybody listening. Uh, Robert, I want to pause here. We're going to come back in just a second. And I want to talk when we come back about this newest business that you've got, um, Shift Your Time. I think for, for folks listening, this can absolutely revolutionize the way that you're communicating with your team and can free up a ton of time. Um, and, uh, and I've gotten into a little bit and, and uh, I can, I'm happy to share my personal story with it as well. Uh, but this is going to be really good stuff that you're going to be able to put into action today. We'll be right back with more from Robert Hartline. Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes, you can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Gordon. I'm talking with Robert Hartline. Robert, um, you've got a new business and, uh, and some new 
training and coaching that you're doing with entrepreneurs. And it, if I understand it right, it really kind of came out of this period of very rapid growth in, in your business. And you had to begin operating differently as the leader. So can you tell us a little bit about Shift Your Time and, and uh, really what its purpose is? Yeah, absolutely, Steve. So um, several years ago, um, uh, during this rapid growth, I was introduced to an app in the marketplace called Marco Polo. And uh, Marco Polo is a free app. Anybody can download it. It basically is a video walkie-talkie service. And so what does that mean? Well, basically, uh, video walkie-talkie is as simple as pressing the start button, recording your your very short video, if you like, or longer video, if you wish, and instantly share that with uh, people that you're talking to. And um, I was shown this by an employee, and uh, you ask any company that has multi-locations, well, it really, every company has problems with, with communication. They just do. And But when you have multiple, multiple locations, we have a total uh, between our phone repair stores and our, and our other stores, we have about 70 locations throughout the country. And communication is very difficult. You know, the open rates for internal communication is, is, is almost as bad as, as marketing communication that you send out to customers or potential customers. And um, so communication is difficult. And um, so I started using this app to communicate with my team and it was frankly so exhilarating for me because I had a way to rapidly get my vision across to people. And uh, when you are moving in, and moving at a rapid pace, uh, frankly, um, phone calls and, and emails just don't work as internal communication. And Steve, most people don't even realize that 80% of your day is communicating. And we're doing it with archaic tools. And it's time that we all get together as a community and go, listen, this is just ridiculous. There's got to be a better way. And, that, and Marco Polo was for me. Yeah, it, in fact, in in kind of preparing for our our conversation today, I found all of your information on Marco Polo. I know you've got a course on it. I actually bought the course because I thought this is something pretty unique, and uh, and and have we've started using it uh, just a little bit internally. And I and one of the things I really appreciate about the way that you have uh, kind of instructed people to do this is um, don't just all of a sudden jump in with both feet, do some, you know, do it with some thought and some intentionality. And so we're, we're doing that, but we're already starting to see some benefits. And, um, and I'll tell you the thing for me that, that really has made this, uh, I think it's going to be a huge game changer is that, you know, it's there on the phone. I don't have to sort of shift gears. You know, I don't have to go to a computer. I don't have to start typing I can walk and talk and give a message if I have to, or respond to a quick message or a question. Um, and so just really within the last week, week and a half, um, I, I've started to see all these different uses for it. So, and I know you, you use this as kind of the catalyst to free yourself up so that the business could grow. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that experience and, and how it got rolled out and maybe some of the things that, that people, if they go and download the app as, as they're listening, 
what they ought to be thinking about? Yeah, you know, for one, um, uh, one of the things I tell everyone, uh, when we first started using it, I, I got super jazzed about it, got my whole team on it. And about two months into using the tool, I, go to, I, I went to um, our quarterly planning sessions, and I had a key executive that, um, that was not on board. And he was frustrated. And he's like, man, I got Slack, I got email, I got phone, I got Marco Polo, I got Instant Messenger. And he's talking about all these tools that we as a company use. And it really occurred to me that I did not set the expectations. I did not set um, an understanding on how to use the tool. And so we, we basically um, recommunicated how we use Marco Polo. And you know, Marco Polo is for our conversations with one another. If um, now um, we no longer call each other, we no longer uh, send long, uh, emails, those are rare. Uh, we focus on if we're going to have conversations with each other, or, or maybe someone has a new idea or a challenge they need to overcome, they do it in Marco Polo. And uh, the expectation is throughout the day, we're going to respond to those. Now, if a store is on fire, right, or a key employee is leaving or putting in a notice, and it's urgent, there's an opportunity to call me and, and call each other. And so we limit those calls. I mean, just to give you an example, um, in, in the end of July, so it's my latest data I have, the end of July, um, eight years ago, the month of July, I had 2,700 minutes in phone minutes. This year, I had 215. You know, I'm using about a tenth of the phone calls that I used to. Now, why is that important? Steve, when your phone rings, you are always tempted to answer it. And that's just what we, the way we're, we're raised. The phone is like a slot machine. When it rings, we're like, ooh, did I win something? And nine times out of ten, there is no pot of gold at the end of that call, right? And what happens is it's distracted you to focus on someone else's agenda. And a lot of people don't realize that it takes the average person 25 minutes to get back into a state of flow. And so it occurred to me that this, you know, the phone is just a terrible way for internal communication. And even what makes it worse today is that 35% of all phone calls are robocalls or some telemarketer at the other end. So, and, and it's only getting worse for all of us. And so, as that is a strategy, I mean, the best thing I tell people is mute your ringer. Now, talk about email. For me, now, you got to understand, eight years ago, I was about uh, 50 people strong, and I have 400 people today. I almost have eight times the people. My email back then, eight years ago, was 1,800 internal emails. And if I, I went back and I just segmented my list of only internal emails, I had 1,800 emails. Um, and I had half that with, with um, us having Marco Polo, yet I have eight times the number of people on the team. So the, the, the time that you save is amazing because really Steve what we have to do 
you have to move into move your internal communication for this one core reason. You need to create space to think. And when you have space in your day to actually think about the actions we do every day, you have higher quality transactions between your team. You come up with better ideas and you make more money. That's really what happens. Yeah. And, and it's harder, I think, than ever to create that space. So have you guys been able to eliminate some of those communication tools? You talked about email and Slack and text and, you know, everything under the sun. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a believer that Slack is great for those that are kind of in meetings a lot or they don't like to talk to people, but it's highly inefficient uh, because you're writing and, you know, writing is no different than a caveman writing on a wall. And, and a caveman communicated by pictures and people would walk in the cave and try to interpret what was going on. And unfortunately, if it wasn't interpreted correctly, um, he had no language to change behaviors and to get his point across. And so, well, that's what happens with email. When you email someone, you may email 10 people and three people are going to get their feelings hurt, misunderstand you, or not even read it at all. And um, it's a terrible way to communicate. In fact, if, if video technology was available before email, that's what we would all be using. But we're all using email because that's what our forefathers did in business. You know, we've been using uh, written language to communicate for a long time. And that was only because technology didn't exist. Listen, the most beautiful thing you can do when you communicate is look at someone in the eye. Face-to-face -face communication is what works. Now, the challenge, and a lot of people go, well, you know, there's FaceTime and you can video call. We're doing, a, we're doing a Zoom call right now. It's beautiful technology. The challenge with live is you have to be both at a place where you have good internet. You have to have video. Your schedule's got to match mine. And you also, and this is something key to communication, if you are not mentally ready to have a good conversation, it's not going to lead to a great conversation together. And when you use Marco Polo, you can store and forward. I can record a video and it's sent instantly, or I could put my phone in airplane mode and it not send right away. So I could maybe I'm going to practice a conversation or a communication. Like let's say I have a, a big pitch and I get you as a customer. And I, I love using this for customers, man. It is the most amazing way to build a relationship with a stranger. Someone's interested in your product or service put the negotiation between client and prospect in Marco Polo. It's an amazing experience and you're going to have a much tighter relationship with that customer more than any other communication tool better than face to face. I mean, it just works because it's so quick and easy. Uh, but the, the beauty of that is you're giving respect to others. You know, one of the things that I love about the Marco Polo journey I've been on is the time I give my team. You know, I save them a tremendous amount of time by doing this communication through this strategy. But uh, it's it's certainly been fun, and um, uh, the course has been fun. To, I've, I finally got my course done. You can certainly 
download it if you want to go check it out and um, enjoy it there. But you know, the reason you do this is is for your team and you do it for your family. You know, I built the course specifically to unlock 40 hours of productivity a month. And um, whether you're gonna get healthy with it, spend more time with your kids, whatever, it's just gonna increase your quality of life. So let's, let's play devil's advocate here for a minute because people are gonna go and they're gonna look up the app and, and they're gonna see it. And they're, it, it, I mean, it looks like an app that's built for my kids, right? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, in fact, they, I'm, I guarantee you, they won't use it now because I went and asked them, Hey, have you ever heard of this? And they hadn't heard of it. And now I'm sure it's all gone out on the, the local, uh, you know, team network here. Uh, now the parents are on Marco Polo. We got to go somewhere else, but, um, it looks like one of those kind of apps. It doesn't look like a business app, but this, the, the ability to just kind of bounce back and forth with quick little questions, um, I know in, uh, in the course you talk about Nextel, it used to be in my, my first business, we were big Nextel users. <clears throat> the problem with Nextel was it, it was real time still. You yeah. were getting buzzed and interrupted and, and all of that. And what, what's neat about this is you're getting those messages and they sort of queue up like email, but they're far easier to respond to. Like I look at my email inbox and I go, oh my gosh, that's work. Yes. You know, I got to write, I got to now think about how do how do I carefully say this in a way that's not going to get misinterpreted. But with this crazy little app that was probably built for teenagers, you've got the power to now just hold up your phone with a little bit of forethought and get out a message that might have taken you 20 or 30 minutes to to write. Um, I'm finding, you know, I can spend with a little, you know, a, a little yellow post-it note and write down two or three key points and then record the thing. And I, I've got a clear message that's going to people and they can see my expression, my intentionality and, and all of that, which is so hard to get through uh, email. And, and I think um, you got to look past the fact that it doesn't look like a big time business. Oh, Dave, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, when I, when I started before I started the course, um, I, I have a team of 30 phone repair technicians and I, I sent them on a mission. I said, I want you to go out there and try every video walkie talkie type app out there from WhatsApp to Voxer. And there's a bunch of other ones out in the marketplace. And I want you to wear them out. I want, I want you to find something better than Marco Polo. Find something out there. And they could not find anything. They could not find anything better, you know, just to give you some idea about the growth of Marco Polo. I mean, they got millions of subscribers. Um, by the way, it's free. Like you don't need my course to use this app, like just use it. I mean, uh, but um, when I uh, j just uh, literally a month ago, they had a, um, a story uh, in Utah that one out of 10 Utonians, people from Utah use Marco Polo <laughs> because they have such big families and, and uh, I, could, I, I, I have people once a week tell me, Robert, since I've been using this, my relationship with my wife is so much better. And, um, and, and that's exactly what happened to me because when I, when I, I hate talking on the phone. I, I really detest the phone because you know this as, a, as an owner, 
everyone wants your time. They want to, there's people wanting to offer their products and services. There's people that just need your time. And when that phone rings, um, it, it, it really is kind of exhausting. I just don't like being on the phone, but now I can do Marco Polos and share stories with, uh, with my wife, with what I'm doing with the boys. Um, if literally showing the camera, I mean, the, the app makes it so easy to not only show your face, but show what you were actually looking at. And uh, it's something to be said about context that is so important. If you were to call me on the phone and I answer the phone and I am rushed, hey, Steve, yeah, what, what, what do you want? And, and you, you, can, you can sense that I am under stress. Well, imagine for a moment that I'm walking through the airport and I'm, I was late for my plane and I'm going through TSA security. You called me right when I was in line. Well, not knowing anything or having no context, you're going to think I'm a big jerk the way I answered the phone. But if you were using Marco, you would see I'm standing in the TSA line and clearly stressed because of that. Not you, you know, our body language, having good context to good communication is why face-to-face -face communication just works. 90% of communication is the body language. And when you have all the data about when you're communicating with someone, you learn so much. And what I tell people too, that's killer about this app is using in groups is amazing. So not only can I talk to Steve, but if I want to talk to the entire sales team, I just hit the button and start talking. And uh, so those things make it extremely beneficial uh, when you're talking to your, your team. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you the, the, the thing that we see with it uh, is, is with our clients. So we, we work with, um, with business owners and it is impossible to get calendars aligned when we need to have a conversation. And I think it's going to revolutionize the way we're able to deliver value to them simply by giving them access where, hey, you can send me a Marco Polo anytime you want and set some parameters around how quickly they're going to get a response. And, uh, and, and really easily then, now we don't have to worry about time zones. We've got clients in Europe, all across the U.S. and Canada. And, uh, and now it, it all becomes simpler. We don't have to do that whole little rubik's cube exercise yeah and you know one of the things i, I tell people that there's it, always it's funny i've watched people resistant to technology my my whole career i mean i literally when i sold phones door to door i was trying to talk you into buying a phone just to make phone calls and i had to convince people it was a safety and security thing if you didn't have one and so over the years when the smartphone when we had smartphones and again I was selling the pocket PC phone before the iPhone was cool and it had apps and I was trying to talk people in, in into that. And it, it, it was a transition. People are absolutely resistant to things that are new, but once they start adopting it, it's, it's funny how fast things move. But my favorite thing in Marco for a business leader is uh, elimination of meetings. A majority of meetings are handling issues. Now, in our organization, we started doing traction about five years ago, and in traction is a, a way to handle uh, 
handle issues, and it's called IDS, Identify, Discuss, and Solve. So what I use in Marco Polo, if an issue arises, and let's say a customer's uh, upset with us about a situation. Well, if it is a reoccurring situation where I've heard the same complaint from multiple people at, a, at, at the same uh, store, what I'll do is in Marco Polo, you can easily on the fly create a group. And so I'll include the store manager, I'll include the customer support person, their district manager, and maybe one other team, team member. And I'll do a Marco Polo and say, listen, um, this, this, uh, this customer is upset about this. And the reason I did a Marco Polo with you guys is I'm worried that our process is actually creating this, this problem because I know we're asking our reps to do an extra thing. So what I would like to do is us discuss some possible uh, uh, reasons this is being causing us an issue. And so what I'd like to have happen is on Friday, I'd like to have a solution by 10 o'clock. And so what happens is you give everyone some space to talk about them. Too often, we try to solve our issues within an hour period. And if it's a complicated issue, you don't have enough space to find the solution. Now, we, we, we have all found this to be true. Imagine for a moment there was something you were working on real hard. Let's say it was an Excel problem or some kind of issue. And you were sitting there for hours and you couldn't figure it out. Well, that evening you got done working out, you're in the shower, you put your shampoo in your head and you're, 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 you're rubbing your head and then you all of a sudden the light bulb comes off and it's like, ah, oh, that's the solution. We all find these little solutions when we have space. And so that's what I like about the Marco Polo. You can create some space and everyone can come up with better ideas to solve those challenges without taking a meeting that everyone has to be at a place at a particular time to solve. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, when I first got out of college and, and went to work, it was about a year before the internet was in every office company I went to work for didn't have it yet. We didn't have email yet. And, uh, and so I got good at using voicemail and, and I look at this as, as kind of the evolution of that. So I had a client we did probably about a million dollars a year of business with for at least 12 years. And he and I did most of all of that business by leaving really good voicemails. Oh, wow. You know, he'd leave me and we'd have to get together maybe three or four times a year, you know, because it just, you know, we needed to be face to face. You're never going to eliminate that totally. But I mean, this is before Zoom. This is before cell phones. I mean, this is literally a phone on your desk and you got a voicemail. And, um, you know, and I try and tell our team how great that was because I could just talk. Now, it had friction, though, because you had to dial a number. You had to get through, you know, this was even before everybody had direct dial. So you had to get through the receptionist and get connected and get in his voicemail. And you had to listen to his voicemail message every time. All those little points of friction. So it took a long time. With Marco Polo, you get video, which is a great benefit, but you get right to it. It's like one button and you're there. There's no friction. Um, yeah. And that's what we found with it in the last, you know, like I say, we've been using it for about a week and a half. And I, I think it's going to revolutionize the way we deliver service. So um, uh, it's, I think it's a fantastic tool and it's crazy. You know, I, I love to geek out on tools and, and uh, you know, and, and get into things like that, but, but only if they have a purpose. And, and for those of you listening, um, you know, I challenge you to go, go and, and uh, download the app and look, 
for some ways that you can put this to use. I think it will improve your communication and, uh, and I think it'll absolutely free up time. Uh, Robert, you've already experienced that on a just a tremendous scale. So um, I, I do want to give, uh, give kind of a shout out to uh, the course that you put together, which takes business leaders through the process of rolling out Marco Polo to their teams. Uh, and, and you've got a, just, a, I think, a wealth of, of knowledge. It's a huge shortcut. Um, I found it by accident. <laughs> it's just doing the prep for the, the call. And I was like, yeah, this is a no brainer. I got to go get this. So uh, where can folks find out about that and kind of find out more? I know you've got other information on your site about how you use the app. Yeah, yeah. So you can just visit uh, shiftyourtime.com and um, we can uh, certainly uh, uh, help you through with the course or maybe just have some questions of how to tackle this. I'd be glad to help your audience with, with, with any of those. You can certainly email me at robert at shiftyourtime.com. Very good. Well, Robert, uh, thank you so much for investing a little bit of time with me today. Um, even though we didn't do it over Marco Polo, we had to schedule it live. Um, any final thoughts you want to leave with our listeners? No, man, I, I I'll tell you, uh, uh, I really appreciate the time with you today. And uh, listen, uh, if you just took a moment, look at your calendar and look at all those meetings that you've scheduled and look at all that time and energy you you and your team actually get in their car and actually come to an office and do work yet we have a computer at our house and we have some silence there we have um maybe there is a better way and it you're not going to find it unless you try something new yeah absolutely that's great advice Robert, again, thanks for being here. Uh, been great talking with you. And uh, thanks for the, all you're doing to uh, help free up folks uh, in, in their time. Uh, everybody, again, you can find uh, more from Robert at shiftyourtime.com. We'll link that up in the show notes. And we will see you next week. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.